0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up today and get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice. With us today is Fred Barnes, who's we're talking to him out in Texas. Am I allowed to tell people that, Fred? Sure. Surrounded by gun-toting Texans, do you feel safe? I do, even safer. (laughs) Well, that can't be right. We're going to get to the gun issue in just a second here on the podcast. First, though, President Obama, the White House, only a couple of months late, which for them is on time. They released their budget. What do you think?
1: Well, it's a, you know, it's a budget that is right in line with Obama's thinking. It's a a triumph of uh, redistribution of the wealth over economic growth and jobs. Naturally, they announced it uh, today as the president is what Jay Carney, the press secretary said, Jay Carney, uh, uh said the president is insistent on one thing and this is what the budget's about it's about growth and jobs it's the enemy of growth and jobs i mean he wants to, uh, obama doesn't understand a simple fact and that is that that economic growth the thing that spurs it the most is investment private investment and and who are the people who invest you know they're people who do have a little more money than just the average Americans. and so uh, what's he done to them He's punishing them. He wants to raise their um, minimum tax to 30 percent, no matter what sort of other uh, uh, write-offs they have or deductions. Uh, he, he wants to limit uh, how much they can use, the, even their IRAs and 401ks. He wants to raise their taxes, which he did, you know, by more than $600 billion in the fiscal cliff deal just a couple months ago. He wants to raise their taxes another $550, 560000000000 I mean, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's, uh, it's the way you don't. Uh, to produce economic growth and jobs.
0: Isn't it the case that if you have a minimum 30% tax, that essentially that becomes the capital gains tax rate? Because it doesn't matter. There's no encouragement for you to put your money into a business, into a startup, into the market, because you're going to get hit with 30% anyway.
1: Sure, and uh, he's already raised the rate on on capital gains, but that was what to 24%. Now this would raise it, in effect, as you're suggesting, to 30%. He's already raised the tax on dividends. Um, I mean, this is what he wants to do, and 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 the, and there's one more thing he wants in any in any reform of uh, of Medicare in order to save money. He wants to raise how much uh, the wealthy over over a certain salary or a certain income level, mm-hmm. and it, it's pretty low with Obama, you know. Um, he, he wants to raise how much they have to pay to get Medicare benefits. I mean, it, it gets across the board, attacking uh, and, and giving disincentives to people who might invest in the economy and create jobs.
0: It's fascinating to me to talk, because I happen to be in Massachusetts, and so I talked to a lot of President Obama fans, and I ask the same question on his budgets and economic approach. Explain to me, in theory how it's supposed to create jobs, because we know it hasn't. We know job growth has been terrible. 88,000 jobs last year at this point in the Reagan recovery, 800,000 jobs, excuse me, 80,000 in a month, 800,000 a single month under Reagan. And, you know, what's interesting, Fred, they can't even explain, at least in small enough words for me to understand, how, in theory, taking more money from the private sector and, uh, and, and uh, continuing to uh, expand government growth is going to create jobs even in theory.
1: Well, because there is no theory. That's why, uh, in in a small way, uh, okay, in a small way there is a theory, and that is if you spend money on, on roads and bridges and infrastructure, that will create jobs, at least the people who were building these things. And uh, But Obama goes farther than that and claims that it would create, it, it would spur, it puts more money in people's pockets and they'll spend it. You know, it's this Keynesian spiral that uh, never works. Uh, and it, But he's still talking about it putting another $100 billion or $200 billion into uh, roads and bridges. Uh, he tried that. Remember, You'll remember it was in the stimulus bill that passed mm-hmm. in 2009 right after he was elected. Um, and now he wants to try it again, even though it didn't work then and has never worked as a spur to the economy and, and something more than even the most minimal job creation. I mean, obviously, the government can create jobs if it just goes out and says, hey, I'm going to give you the money for doing something here. It can do that. But uh, that's not the way a, a strong, robust economy uh, that is growing and and creates jobs uh, works.
0: Will President it's, Obama uh, be able to find one Democrat to support his budget this time as opposed to the last time he went to the Senate when he got zero votes for an Obama budget?
1: Well, the good part for uh, for Democrats is, uh the senate passed their own budget so they can that's the one that will go uh to a a senate house conference and and see if they can work out a compromise which will be difficult i suspect they won't and and we'll have another uh so-called continuing resolution which will be um, uh, more of the same but um, but not as bad as it could have been so among other things the president's budget is irrelevant
0: uh, the president hasn't spent a lot of time talking about money or jobs very much uh, so far in this uh, second term. He spent a lot of time on what used to be called the God, guns, and gays issues, and you know the divisive mm-hmm. social issues, which is a fascinating strategy to me. To obviously front and center with the uh, vote tomorrow is the gun issue. The White House seems to think that getting the Republicans to stop. The background check bill, or to oppose the gun reform bill, is going to be a winner for them in 2014. Fred Barnes, are they right?
1: Well, you know, look, uh, expanded background checks does poll very well. Now that doesn't mean it's going to be a good political issue at all. Uh, and and so far, remember where the president started. He started. He was going to have. He was going to ban all kinds of assault weapons, so-called. He was going to uh, ban the. Uh, the magazines with, uh, that you can stick in a gun and it'll have uh, lots of bullets in it and mm-hmm. so on, and all that stuff fell by the boards. And now, so their fallback position is, gee, well, maybe we'll expand the uh, uh, the background checks, which I, I personally don't think is all that bad an idea. Uh, but is that going to be something that really hits people at home? Uh, one thing the president's proposal never had, which I think is the important thing, it would have done nothing to prevent Um, gun massacres like the one in Newtown, Connecticut, that spurred the whole interest in gun control again.
0: It's disturbing to watch the White House use these families to pull on our heartstrings. And, of course, they're easily tugged. The story is so horrible. But to use that emotion for a bill that, as you point or for an approach, as you point to Fred Barnes, would have done nothing to stop Newtown and will do nothing to stop the next massacre, so should it appear? Right. It seems even in Washington, where, let's face it, you know, every time you think you've seen the new low, there's another lower. This seems particularly reprehensible to me.
1: Well, it is particularly reprehensible, and, and, and particularly to uh, really exploit these poor people who've lost a child in Newtown and, and a horrible massacre like that was, and and to pretend that uh, he's bringing them to Washington for lobbying, log, lobbying for something would be relevant to uh the whole gun control issue and uh, and, and he's not but it also demonstrate that this is the last thing he has he's desperate for an argument this is the best he has some emotional argument uh and i don't think it helps much
0: uh, well we'll see the the question is the uh, motivation in 2014 right now based on way the way we're going fred barnes If you had to predict whether or not the Republicans hold on to the House and or pick up the Senate in 2014, I know it's incredibly early, but how does it look to you?
1: Well, the House looks pretty good. Uh, I think there's, you know, a 90, 95 percent chance that they'll hold the House. It'd be very hard for Democrats to win that. The Senate's a little harder. Now, look, I think the Republicans have, there's so many vulnerable seats out there, they ought to to be able to win six Mm -hmm. uh, or net six um, and take control of the Senate. But You know, Michael, you and I remember what happened in 2008, (laughs) 2010, when they had these great opportunities, and in 2012, uh, and they blew it, uh, partly by uh, fielding very poor candidates for the Senate, and and partly, well, in 2012, anyway, because they had a presidential candidate that didn't uh, help them down-ticket. So uh, the uh, the House, almost for sure, the Senate is a possibility, but... uh, you know, we just worry about 2010 and, and 2012 and what happened in those years when Republicans, uh, their efforts fizzled.
0: Uh, and alas, our time has fizzled out as well, Fred Barnes. Thanks so much for joining us here. It is the Weekly Standard podcast. Please check WeeklyStandard.com regularly for podcast updates and also take advantage of the offer from Audible.com. I'm your host, Michael Graham.